When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello guys and welcome to the Manchester Football Social Podcast. You've downloaded an hour of quality Manchester City, Manchester United content. We've got coming up, we've got, got laugh there from now in the background. Quality. Yeah, yeah well, the, my ego's going off there, definitely. It's going to be good, I promise you. We're looking forward uh, to the Schalke game, Manchester City, and we'll be talking about United's game against Chelsea as well. Don't forget, if you are new to this show, you can download it via the Manchester Football Social Podcast. Search Manchester City and Manchester United Football Socials and you can get both City versions and United versions on all your podcast suppliers. Also, just quickly, you will hear that we gave away a lovely brand new pair of Umbro Medusa 3 football boots during the show but obviously this is the podcast and you now can't enter the competition so don't bother wasting your credit texting in because those boots have now been given away but you have got a second chance to win if you head over to our social media account on Twitter you need to follow at MCR Footy Social retweet our pinned post and reply to us telling us what football means to you as a citizen of the great city of Manchester use the hashtag Umbro Manchester for your chance to win entries close on Wednesday the 20th of February 12 midday so don't enter the competition you'll hear during the podcast but if you do want to win a pair of boots you've got an opportunity by heading over to our Twitter account following us at MCR Footy Social replying to our pin post retweeting it and using the hashtag Umbro Manchester boots are a size 9 or a 10 only and just to let you know you've got until Wednesday the 20th of February at 12 midday to win those boots so if you're listening after the 20th of February and it's past midday you won't have much of a chance of winning I'm afraid so make sure you do get involved on Twitter here's the show Hello, this is the Manchester Football Social, your chance to have your say on your club. Give us a call. The number is 0345 treble 17625. Get involved this evening, whether you want to chat Manchester City, seeing off Newport in the FA Cup, or maybe you feel Alexis Sanchez really is like a bottle of ketchup. We want your views on the show. 0345 treble 17625, or drop us a text 87711. Also, if you fancy a new pair of boots you're in the right place the manchester football social have teamed up with umbro to give away a pair of slick new medusa threes right here on tonight's show so keep an ear out for that 
Of course, it's a whole hour of City and United chat tonight. So in the studio representing the blue half of Manchester, we've got esteemed company, a.k.a. Stephen <laughs> McInerney. Hello, Steve. I mean, that's the first time I've heard that on the radio. Oh, I quite like that. Cheers, man. A bit man. of a plug, mate. It's Thank you very good. much, man. Uh, subscribe below. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> are you all right? I'm very good, mate. How are you? I bet you're in a good mood. I'm very good because City, uh, we're kind of rolling through competitions at the moment. It's quite nice. I want to hear from a City fan to see what they think about Phil Foden, the Stockport Iniesta, as people have been saying, and how good you think he can be and does he need more game time? And also, uh, who would you prefer uh, in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup? Would you want United or Chelsea? And representing the red side is uh, Jay Mottershead from Full Time Devils. Hello to you, Jay. Hi, mate. Okay. I'm good. I bet you're looking forward to tonight's game against Chelsea. Yeah, uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fancy a it's six the, nilla. It's the, well, it's the, with the Liverpool on the horizon and, you know, it's our only chance to silver. It's a bit of a funny one tonight, isn't it? It's, do you go for it or have you got one eye on Sunday? Which isn't silverware, but it's... Stopping Liverpool in the league, hopefully. Well, week. say hopefully, but then it gives it to City. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> oh, no. That, <laughs> it's you horrible. Win, you can't win as a United <laughs> no. fan, can you? It's, it's, it's no good for you. I don't know where to go. Uh, coming up, of course, we will have team news of United's trip to the bridge in the FA Cup tonight. We'll take a look at City's exploits in the competition as well and what might be in store against Schalke on Wednesday. But, of course, before we go any further, I need to let you know how you can get your hands on a pair of of brand new football boots. We've teamed up with the kind folk at Umbro to give you a chance to win a pair of the Medusa 3 boots. All you have to do is listen to these two famous goals that I'm about to play you. One from City, one from United, and you need to fill in the blanks that have been taken out of the commentary. So here we go. Sit back and take a listen to this. Beckham. Into... And Solskjaer has won it! Manchester City are still alive here. So, some very famous moments there. Steve was reliving the moment in the studio as if it was happening. <laughs> My shirt's off, I'm running around. Yeah, he's doing, a, doing the old run around Aguero <laughs> style. Uh, so, why not have another listen, if you didn't quite catch it. Here we go, one more time. So, what do you reckon? Do you think you know the answer? Text the missing words to 87711. Leave your name and we'll pick a winner before the end of the show. Just a heads up, though, that the boots are in a size 9 or a 10 only and uh, entries close at around 20 to 7 this evening. So don't text in after then. Or if you're listening on the podcast, don't text in at all because it would be a waste <laughs> of your credit. Uh, so that's how you can win. And now let's talk about a win for Manchester City at the weekend, a trip to Newport, lovely, beautiful South Wales, Newport. Uh, I'm sure you've been to nicer grounds uh, following Manchester City if you are listening in at home and you were there. But a comfortable 4-1 victory, all the pitch chat, it didn't really get in the way of City performing and progressing. So now through to another quarter-final, Steve. Decent for City. It's good, isn't it? Life's really good for the Blue Half Manchester at the moment. Um, yeah, it was uh, the kind of game I expected it to be, really. I thought uh, Newport would play like their lives depended on it and they'd, they'd do well. I thought they'd have a chance or two and they did in the end. Um, it was obviously a bit of a leveller. Like, the pitch was bumpy, the ball was going over the 
place, but uh, we were largely comfortable in the end. Once we'd settled into it, about 25 minutes, half an hour, when we got used to the conditions, I would say, uh, and then we started it up a little bit. And I enjoyed it. I think that's what the football's all about. The FA Cup, I thought it was really exciting. I thought the game was, um, the atmosphere looked amazing. I fortunately didn't get to the game myself, but it looked great. You know, like uh, that many fans packed into a small stadium. Uh, the atmosphere seemed fantastic from where I could see. You know, I was watching on telly, but it looked good, you know. Um, and in general, I thought City did a very professional job against a team uh, who had absolutely nothing to lose. And as you're saying, now it's another quarterfinal now where um, we got Schalke coming up in the Champions League, which is a very winnable game because I watched them at the weekend and they were dire. <laughs> Genuinely really poor. Um, and also, yeah, we've got a League Cup final on Sunday. So for City fans at the moment, uh, things looking very good. And Foden, obviously, was fantastic, which is a... A nice cherry on a very beautiful cake there. So. Yeah, we'll be talking about Foden in a couple of minutes with uh, Sammy Lee, of course, we have on the Football Social uh, right here from time to time. But a lot of the journalists, as they like to do after games, always poking at the players, trying to get that information out of them. Do you <laughs> think you can do the quadruple? It was Mares and Foden on media duty. It's... You know what Pep's like. He's not going to be getting the, the, the egos of those players inflated, thinking that they could they could no. possibly win four at this stage of the season. No, I, I, don't, I think that's fair as well. I'm not expecting it at all obviously uh, I think there's huge question marks about our Champions League credentials still and I think that's fair uh, I'm expecting a, a, I'm hoping for a couple of trophies uh, whatever they are I don't know but I'm just hoping given where we are at this stage of the season the Premier League doesn't look unlikely it's possible we could win that um, the Carabao Cup we're only one game away from uh, we could get a favourable draw and end up in the you know, the final of the FA Cup as well so it could also fall apart we could win zero you know I'm aware of that I, I've, I've grown up supporting City so that if that kind of fear does strike me but all we can do is put ourselves in the position to give ourselves the best chance to win trophies and we've done that at the moment and um, I, I would take a couple of trips to Wembley hopefully the Premier League that'd be nice um, but yeah I, I, four trophies nah it just seems too much something's going to go wrong at some point like something's going to go wrong somewhere I'm a pessimist you say you worry about City's Champions League pedigree but Jay we've had United fans on the football social over the last week or so saying that they're a little bit concerned that this might be Manchester City's best opportunity to win the <laughs> Champions League so far how are you seeing it from a Reds point of view? I think they've got a very good chance if I'm being brutally honest I think that you look at the usual contenders for the Champions League your Real Madrid your Bayern Munich your Barcelona's and I don't think they're as strong either as City at the minute or as they have been those teams have been in the past and I think it's it's really up for grabs this year I think obviously I can speak from experience of watching him PSG look very yeah, strong they've got good. also Neymar and Cavani to come back into a team which pretty much saw us apart in the second half at Old Trafford so you can't ignore them but when you look at looks the likes of Real Madrid in particular who've obviously dominated the competition recently are they as good as they were in recent years now they've lost for not at all and I think that City fans have every right to be confident I just I've been here before as a United fan, looking at quintuples and, and all the rest of it. And I think. What a charity you, shield. Yeah, you, you do. You, get, you can get a bit carried away. And I think you have to sort of. I know it's a cliche, and it's saying you've got to just focus on the next game. You've got a cup final yeah, coming up at the weekend. Chelsea are no mugs. You, you know, that's the one you look at. And then you build on it from there. I think your main priority should be the league. <laughs> you should focus on the league. <laughs> right? Don't worry about anything else. Just focus on the league. And it pains, me, there, pains me to say that as a United fan, but it's the lesser of two evils of you, isn't it? I prefer the league anyway. I genuinely do. I'm not just yeah. saying that. I mean, I'm sure if we won the Champions League one day, I'd be delighted. But I do 
further league is because we'll watch the games. You know, like yeah. we, it's, it's there, it's week in, week out. It's the, the bragging right. It's the it's champions the race, of England. It's the race, isn't it? It's yeah, the race. it's fascinating. And do you know what? It, it is quite fun to have a, a title race this season because last year was great. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It was class watching us like storm ahead. But it was a bit like, oi, we've done it. You know, at the end, it's like, we just kind of got there. It's just depressing when you're sort of looking back in it. And it was, for me, it was over last year when you beat us at Old Trafford. But I think going back to the Champions League, um, you've, I think what happens, tends to happen is teams that win it have been there or thereabouts the season mm. before. And that's my only slight concern because I yeah. think City was it the quarters last time. Well, it was Liverpool. The yeah, one, they were our Achilles. Yeah, heel. and I just I, that was made me think: Do City need another season of maybe getting to the semis or whatever? Because United did that. We did a few semis, then we won it. But it's up for grabs. Anything I, can happen. To be honest with you, laughed a bit at last season for saying this, and I still stand by it. If it hadn't been Liverpool, it'd been someone else there. Um, maybe not Barca, but someone else a little bit more beatable. They got Roma in the next round after that. Um, yeah. Roma, we would I feel like we would have beat them in the semis. Um, and then the final, that wasn't a great Real Madrid team. Like they, no, It wasn't a great so. game at no. all. And I feel like the style that City plays, a very Barcelona kind of possession thing, that tends to work well against Real Madrid. It just does. Well, I think Real so, Madrid lost at the weekend as well. So, Girona, I mean, yeah. A bit of, bit of frailty is being shown there. That's so what I mean. It's, it's not, there's not a dominant team, really, is there, on the continent, the way you look at it and think, oh... They're nailed on. It's 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 anyone's well. It's not, it's not United's, but it's a few. Well, let's switch from the Bernabeu back to Rodney Parade, a player who <laughs> played pretty well and uh, is is sometimes unfairly criticised, in my opinion. Steve is Phil Foden, another yeah. excellent performance again in the FA Cup against League Two opposition. Some people might say, but you've got to be there to do the job, and that's exactly what he did. The thing for me about Phil Foden is that because he doesn't play very very regularly, like in terms of he, he tends to have like five or six games between his appearances, he leaves us that kind of um. Like rhythm, existency, and essentially every single time he plays, it's like he's resetting back to the young lad trying to make an impression and keeping it calm. So he's almost like too intelligent to the idea he's trying to play how a Guardiola play would do when he comes in, i.e. keeping it simple and moving the ball. And eventually, like uh, he finds his bit of confidence, but then he disappears again for four or five weeks and doesn't start to show himself. What I really liked about the game the other day is that he actually... Um, he started uh, taking the risks, you know, in terms of, like, he started showing his, the kind of play that we've seen in academy teams in terms of a guy who runs at people and can beat a person and actually take the game into his own hands and not just be happy to blend into the background. And because he did that and because he scored that first goal where, you know, the keeper could have done better, because he took the reward, uh, sorry, the risk and he got the reward, that's why that second goal happened. He thought, you know what, I've done that now, I can do it again. And that's what I loved about that game because it was like a confirmation for him that he can be bold and be himself and it will fit into this style. Yeah, it was only Newport, but as you said, you've got to be there. It was a Minging pitch, um, and he'll feel great for that because he wasn't a tapping from a yard. He was two goals he made himself from a little bit of skill, um, and that's a huge day for his development, I reckon. Well, let's have a chat to Sam Lee. He would have seen it first, first hand. Hello, Sam. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Congratulations on your first show, by oh, the way. I know. Is me first one <laughs> debut? It today. is. Yeah, t- oh, technically. I never yeah. know. It's so good. Oh, thanks, guys. No, really. <laughs> well, Checks in the post. Well, oh, really? Okay, is it because I bigged up a steam company at the start yeah, of the show? Much, He's man. repaying I'm the favour. Anyway, let's chat to Sam, who would have seen it firsthand at Rodney Parade yesterday, and I imagine we'll be going over to Schalke as well to uh, to take in the Champions League action. But you've been doing some interesting research on Foden, Sam, and I think maybe what I was saying about some people unfairly criticising him for lack of game time might be a little bit shallow. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, there's definitely, don't get me wrong, there's definitely times when I've been at a City game and it's been wrapped up and you think, oh, Foden could come on now and it just hasn't. And you think, oh, okay, bit of a weird one. And then, you know, last few weeks he's not been in the squad at all. But, you know, that's a, re- that's a reflection of the fact that City got so much quality in the team. But then it does make you think, oh, 
well, it makes a lot of people think maybe you should go on loan elsewhere or just leave, like, Sancho has or whatever. Um, but when you actually look at you know, how many 18-year-olds are playing first-team football around Europe, and I painstakingly did this with my Sunday morning yesterday, <laughs> I think, what did I say? There was 25 or 26, around that figure, 18-year-olds who have played more than an hour. And Foden, I think, is seventh, not eighth on the list in terms of game time. You know, so there's, there's only seven 18-year-olds around Europe who have played more football than him. I mean, the problem for Foden and the problem for City, really, is that Sancho's top of that list. And everyone, you know, everyone sees the highlights like every weekend on Twitter that Sancho's gone and done something else. And I suppose everyone's just thinking, well, if Foden goes and does this, then he can play a load of first-team football. He can show what he can do. And, you know, he'll be in the England team like next year or whatever. And I think that's his main problem. But basically, yeah, there, there aren't too many 18-year-olds playing top-flight football around Europe. And there certainly aren't too many playing more than Foden actually does. And as Steve was saying before, you know, when he comes, comes in, it might only be Newport. But these are the kind of games that youngsters tend to get. I'm not sure where this expectation is that an 18-year-old would come in and play at a Premier League game. And I'm sure there's going to be City fans listening on the radio screaming about the subject I haven't touched upon yet. Just look at who he's got to compete with. You know, De Bruyne yeah. and David Silva speak for themselves. Bernardo Silva's having a great season. And even Dudu, I think, would... He would certainly be challenging to get in the rest of the teams in the top six, if not walking straight into them. So that's what he's got to put up with, basically. And mm. I think, you know, he, he's a city, he's a city lad. He's from Stockport. He wants to support, sorry, he wants to play for City. He supported him all his life. This is the best way to do it. There's no doubt in Phil Foden's quality, and obviously you mentioned there the amount of players he has to contend with in, in a similar position to him, but is there just simply too much at stake for Pep Guardiola being in these four competitions to actually throw Foden in in what you might call a meaningful game? I know every game's meaningful, but Newport, you would argue, is obviously less of a task than Chelsea in the cup final, for example. I'm not saying Foden's going to start, but do you see what I'm saying there? Is it perhaps too yeah, much yeah. of a risk for Pep to throw him in some of these games? Well, I mean, again, people would probably say, and Guardiola said in the past that Foden's definitely ready. So you can't really then hide behind the fact that he isn't ready for these big games. But I think, yeah, if, I, if you're going to allow me to delve into Guardiola's mind for a minute, I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. You know, the simple fact is at the moment, Foden isn't as good, isn't as reliable as the four I mentioned already. And obviously that's not a criticism. It's just a statement of fact he's a world-class player or potentially world-class player. And he's 18. But Guardiola is going to be thinking, we need to win this game. He's got pressure to play Foden, but he's got pressure to win the league. And if he plays Foden against West Ham at home in a couple of weeks, for example, and, you know, he doesn't track a run at West Ham school and sit the only draw, then they've messed up in the title race. And going back to the weekend, Foden gave an interview after the game. And he said, well, he, he was pretty downbeat, actually, by the looks of it. He was, he was kind of looking back on something he did badly rather than the two goals he scored. And he said he, he let one of, um, you know, the running both for that great save from Edison. And it was his man. So he said he, you know, he knows that Guardiola is very strict, obviously, and the, the defensive side of the game is something he's had to work on. So Guardiola isn't, you know, rightly or wrongly, he's not going to put in an 18-year-old who isn't great defensively when he's got four world-class players who, you know, do so much running, they win the ball so often, especially to Bruyne and Bernardo Silva. And yeah, I think, you know, Guardiola, maybe people can criticise him for this, but he's just going to run on the side of caution. I mean, you know, he's under pressure to win titles. If he doesn't win a trophy this season at City, which seems unlikely at the moment, but even if he only wins the Carabao Cup or whatever, he's going to get a lot of pressure there and a lot of criticism, and that's going to be more yeah. pressure and criticism than he'll get for not playing Foden. 
Sam, on the uh, Carabao Cup thing, it's Steve, by the way, you're right, man. Um, yeah, uh, on the Carabao Cup thing, obviously, is there an argument to be said that the likes of Mjoric and Foden, who played a big part in the, um, the Carabao Cup run to the final, uh, that they'll be rewarded with that with some kind of game time? Because he did actually make um, a quick substitute appearance last season in the Carabao Cup final. It's only for like three or four minutes, but he was involved that day. And recently, obviously, given the strength of the team, he's not been involved in some of the squads. Do you think there'll be a bit of an exception he'll be at least be on the bench, given the fact that he's been involved so heavily in the run-up to the final? Yeah, it's funny, actually. I think Mirowitz will play. This is a thing, not just a thing, yeah, but same. it seems to be with, you know, top clubs in the Carabao recently when they've got a number two goalkeeper and they'll just play all the way through. Right? Even United and the FA Cup. Played last season with Bravo as well, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. And Caballero before that. So yeah. I'm sure Mirowitz will play. But I may said the other day, he goes, by rights, Foden will play in the final. And I turned to him and said, what rights? What do you mean? Right. But then I, I looked at it, and obviously he started every game yep. apart from the first leg against Burton. And, I mean, I think it is slightly different for whatever reason, I don't know. But while I'll say that Murich will definitely start, I'd, I'd kind of be a bit surprised if Foden did, because kind of going back to the last answer about Guardiola and trophies and that kind of thing, he's going to want this trophy yeah. back. And look, you might start Foden. I'd, I'd personally just be surprised if he did, because he's got... A lot of players there who might need freshness or whatever, and yeah, I know, I know exactly what I you mean. The bench be part, but I think would be I a fair the, compromise. Yeah, given, given he's missed out on squads recently, I think the bench makes sense. Look, he might start, but I, I just I can kind of see Guardiola playing it safe and trying to win the trophy. Yeah, yeah. agree. Yeah, nice one, Sam. Just quickly before we let you go, what are you expecting uh, in terms of a test from Schalke in in the Champions League on Wednesday? Um, well, I'm kind of wary because last year I thought Basel might give him a bit of a test and he was like falling after about half an hour. <laughs> um, but Schalke really aren't up to much. But at the same time, you know, the debate about City winning the Champions League, you know, they've been troubled this season. You know, Leon um, beat them at the Etihad and could have beaten them on their own patch. And even I was at the Hoffenheim game and they really took it to City and gave them a lot of difficulty. And it was a late goal, if I remember rightly, that, that gave City the win. So... I'm not sure. I think if Schalke were brave and they attacked them and they, they even like block off you know spaces and passing lanes and all that, even like Newcastle did a couple of weeks ago, I think City could have some problems. That said, I still think they'll win. I don't think it's going to... Look, again, I could be wrong. It could be 4-0, 5-0 again. But <laughs> I, I'd go with 2-1, I think, to City. I think it might be quite close if, if Schalke get about them. Now you said that, you know it is going to be 4-0, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be an easy nice work for me if it is. Nice one. Great to chat I'll, to you, Sam. Nice to speak to you. Cheers, mate. That's Sam from uh, from Goal, Sammy Lee. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Sammy at underscore Goal. And he's got all of that nice stuff about Phil Foden and those players in Europe, of course, uh, that, that are that 18 years old that have still yep. got lots to prove. And Foden is one of those, but he's on the right path, at least. Oh, yeah, I'd hope so. I mean, you've got to look at, as long as the minutes keep going up every season, I'm happy about that and it was like 390 or something last season he's on about 900 now I suspect they'll get around 1000 by the end of the season which is just about over 10 full games and you know in terms of total um, and I'd be hoping next season with uh, with the likes of David Silva getting a bit older he'll be left out every now and then and maybe Phil Foden would be the guy to start the odd game I, I think he will I don't think he'll start a game this season in the Premier League but I think he will next season I can see he's getting another six, 700 minutes on top of the ones he's got this season next year and Maybe by the age of 20, that's when he'll be the mm. Gundogan, the guy who's yeah. like rotating with the, you know, the first teamers. And I think that's a very fair target for him. At the moment, he's chose the path of um, of just waiting and learning, which is, I mean, I can't argue with him because I'd do the same as a City fan. But, you know, 
Uh, he's still improving, so that's what matters. Get involved with the show tonight, 0345 7625 if you want to have your say. Also, you can text 87711, and that's the number you need to text if you want to enter our competition that we're doing at the moment on the Manchester Football Social with Umbro. A chance for you to win a new pair, a brand new pair of Medusa 3 football boots. All you need to do is text us the missing words in this famous commentary. Have a listen. Beckham. The city is still alive here. Aguero! Two famous goals, two famous moments in Manchester footballing history. Do you know the answer to those missing words? Text 87711. Make sure you leave your name and we'll pick a winner before the end of the show. Coming up next on the Manchester Football Social, of course, it's Manchester United's trip to Chelsea in the FA Cup. And why on earth is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer called Alexis Sanchez, a bottle of ketchup. Find out in a sec. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. Your chance to have your say on your team right here on the radio. 0345 717625 is the number. Do you want to talk about Manchester United? We've got the team news right here for the game against Chelsea in the FA Cup this evening. Maybe City's your bag. That number one more time. 0345 717625. Or you can drop us a text 87711 if Twitter's your thing at MCR Footy Social. But that text number one more time double seven double one because we got a chance for you to win some umbro medusa three football boots i'll give you the details for that very very shortly indeed but let's get straight into the team news for this manchester united against chelsea game it's at stamford bridge it's of course the last game of this round of the fa cup so we'll find out the draw for manchester city after the show's over unfortunately but how about this starting 11 we've got jay here from full-time devils we've got steve McInerney who's also here as well representing the blue side of Manchester. This team news then, Jay, you're the man that's going to dissect this for us. Romero in goal, Young's the captain, Lindelof, Smalling, Shaw, Herrera, Matic, Pogba, Mata, Lukaku and Rashford. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, I mean, the only sort of one that was really up for debate was whether Sanchez was going to come in. We know that Lingard and Martial are out. Are out. So it was just a question of what the, the front three were going to be, which was the main debate, I think, that was going on. Um, looking at that team, I think it's a strong team. I'm quite happy with it, to be honest with you. I'd be interested to see where Rashford and Lukaku play, because with what we've seen recently with Lukaku is he's sort of been pushed out wide a little bit, and Rashford's been used more centrally. So I'd be interested to see whether he's going to do that or whether he's going to have Rashford out wide. It, for me, personally, I'd like to, like to see Rashford down the middle and Lukaku. I think Lukaku, I'm not his biggest fan, but I think he's been better out wide. But looking, just sort of looking over to the Chelsea team, the difficulty for me is you look at that Chelsea team, it's very similar, just chatting to Steve, who said it's almost identical to the team that played City and obviously got tanked. But it's how Sarri sets them up, because does he play, if he plays Kante almost as a winger, I'm all for that, because I think that means that leaves massive gaps for Chelsea but if Kante's in front of their back four I think they're a different team altogether but looking at I mean yeah I'm, it's a positive team I'm always confident as a United fan when I see Herrera Matic and Pogba playing because they've been integral to our success under Solskjaer they really have they put the gel together and I think if you look at the back four Lindelof is our best defender you could argue that it's a toss up between who plays alongside him Shaw and Young they're arguably our best sort of fullback. So I think the players at his disposal, that's probably the strongest team you could go for other than obviously the goalkeeper and debatable whether you'd maybe swap Sanchez for uh, Lukaku. Yeah, to be honest with you, Jay, I mean, we talk about Victor Lindelof and him now being your, 
you know, Manchester United's best defender. But there was a few question marks over him at the start of the season. He, he's come on leaps and bounds, to be fair to him. Oh, yeah, he had an absolute stinker um, against Brighton um, in by at the back. With, 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 to be honest with you, though, the whole team had a stinker. It wasn't just th- those two. But I think Lindelof, we always saw glimpses of what he could do. He's comfortable on the ball. He's, he's always got pace and he's a decent defender. But I think he's just grown in confidence as well. I think that under the, the previous regime, I don't think confidence was actually at a premium. I think a lot of players were sort of... <laughs> being given the uh, the stick rather than the carrot and they weren't really rising to it but even then under Jose we saw Lindelof having some really strong performances and he's just come on leaps and bounds and we need him we need we need someone who can be not necessarily a vocal leader at the bat but lead by example at the bat because there's been these never-ending question marks about, about Chris Morlin and Phil Jones the only players I know who can play sort of nine years of football and we're still waiting for them to fulfil the potential <laughs> personally I'm personally, I think Chris Mullins good enough. I don't with Phil Jones, but that's just my personal opinion. I know there's loads of United fans who'll be like, oh, Chris Mullins not up to the job, whatever. But I think Smalling and Lindelof, or Lindelof and Bay, those are partnerships that can or could work. And tonight will be a good test for him because no matter what team Sari puts out at Stamford Bridge, Chelsea are a force to be reckoned with. And our, our record there is shocking. I went to Stamford Bridge once. Twice in two, se- twice in one season, two cup games. We got knocked out of both, and uh, I've not been back since because uh, <laughs> it put me off. Well, that lineup, though, is uh, that was the team that got uh, spanked by City. Apart from um, Kovacevic, <laughs> that was uh, Barkley there instead. But that's a team uh, that's not full of confidence at the moment, really. And I think you know you could do this from a City fans' perspective. They could do. It's really interesting, though. Is it is it beware of the wounded animal, Chelsea, or is it a real opportunity for United to take advantage? Because it's not like they've lost and been yeah. edged out by City a couple of goals, two one. Or something they were absolutely hammered six nil so it's not so much a wounded animal in my opinion it's certainly right okay they're they're knocking at the knees let's take let's take them out here yeah i mean i think they're a little bit different aren't they at stanford bridge they're a bit yeah. stronger if they've, they've it wasn't just city that battered them i think they didn't get battered at bournemouth as well oh, no. yeah and they responded and then obviously went away to, to the etihad and got got tanked uh, got, but so yeah i get where you're coming from there i think they'll be up for it the water response for me, though, it's about the system. You don't know with Sari. Everyone was buying into this Sari ball and all the rest of it, but I'm not. I'm not seeing any... I don't even know what it is. And I think when you're playing a player like N'Golo Kante, for me, he's the best defensive midfielder, arguably, in the world, and you're playing him almost as a winger. I think it's utter madness, and I, I'm hoping that Sari sticks to his guns and plays the way he's been playing, because I think that'll, that'll sort of work in our favour, because I think that'll just give Pogba the freedom he needs to push forward and give some of our other uh, attackers the freedom they need. But I think if you put Kante in front of that back four... I've not seen a lot of Jorginho who looks okay. Kovacic is a bit of an handful, but I think Kane, it could be the key because he always has a good game against us well in that position. So I'm hoping that we're going to see Sari ball again because I, I will feel confident because I think that player for player looking at that, I'd, I'd fancy United. I would. Let's talk about the squad depth because we spoke about Manchester City's squad depth and is there an abundance for all to see? Yeah. The amount of players they can chop and change and still put out a really strong side. With Lingard and Martial expected to be out for two or three weeks, Jay, yeah. the squad depth is ju- it's just not there for United, is it? And then you're seeing people like Jones getting new contracts. I mean, are you, are you tearing out your hair or what well, little hair you got on your head? <laughs> I mean, it's weird because on it you say the squad depth isn't there, but then you look at it you think, all right, then who've we brought in? today because Martial or because Lingard are out we brought in Juan Mata who's hardly a terrible footballer he's a no, sure. highly talented footballer you know he could walk in at a lot of teams you brought in Romelu Lukaku who was I think he was our top scorer last season he's a £75 million striker so it's not that these are terrible players just not necessarily working in the system I think Lukaku has gone off the boil to be fair yes 
it's obvious that the squad needs strength in it and it is a bit deflating when you see some players getting long-term contracts or whatever but I think the most important thing from United point of view is we're tying down I think De Hayes on the verge of signing we tied down Martial I mean let's not forget it what at one point like we're going to swap Martial for, for, for William that was like what was being touted in the summer now that would have been madness and William regardless of what you think he's good plays 29 as well he's not got many years left in him so the fact that we've got players that were looking like they were on the door that we need to keep hold of staying players are looking a lot happier yeah we need to add we know that it amazed me last season where City finished what 9 points above us and they went out and brought their transfer record buying Riyad Mahrez yeah. and we bought Fred who the manager didn't obviously didn't even want Diego Dalot and a third choice keeper to try and catch a team that have just finished nine points above us. It was just made zero sense to me. Who are you axing then? In the summer, who are you, if you had a choice yeah. of players, I mean, we don't like to dig players out too much. But, you, <laughs> but you we're going to. Says as he does Yeah, but go on, will the axe. No, just, just, just the insurance policy there, you know, just, just safety <laughs> Just in net. case you want to get safety. him on the show one day. Just in but case. It, but it is fun. Who are, you getting, yeah. who are you getting rid of, honestly? Who are you axing? Because I've seen on Twitter a fair bit recently people saying that Lukaku, he's got a guy. Yeah, I mean, it's I'll 75 be, million quid, no. and he's not a bad player, as you say, but it's just not working for him. I've, my problem with United, and I've said this a lot of many times when I've been on the, the United show, is not it's not the fringe players. Everyone gets sort of caught up in this idea that it's the ones that are sort of, you met Tomines and players like that. That's not the issue for me. The issue for me is your top level players aren't anywhere near the level they need to be. And I throw into that category Sanchez and Lukaku. It seems madness that, you know, a year ago, City were after Sanchez, they wanted to bring him in. Mm. Now you think you can't even get a United team, in, let alone getting a title challenging team. Lukaku, just looks bereft of confidence and it's almost painful the other night against PSG and alright it was the 80 odd minute when he came on but it was like there was a fire drill when he came on it was like that was the signal right this is it now the game's over we've give up now he's coming on let's go everyone's just left and I know you might say well it was around that time but it, it was it almost felt like people thought oh well, the guy's coming on we've got no chance of turning this around mm -hmm. and he just looks like to me people have labelled him lazy and all the rest of it I don't think he is lazy I think he's just completely short of confidence to the point where I don't even think he wants the ball anymore well, I yeah. do and he's for me those two Sanchez and Lukaku Lukaku's had a uh, Sanchez had a calendar year he scored three league goals not good enough Lukaku just doesn't doesn't look anywhere near a Manchester United player. So they'll, they'll be, those two would be top of the list Is to get there an argument though to suggest that this should be the decision whoever the manager's going to be in the summer? Because like, because yeah, yeah, you never out. know because they yeah. could come in. Like, imagine it, I'm not saying it will be, but imagine a Simeone type. I feel like he's the kind of guy who would love someone like, look at, look at yeah. you know, someone who's physical and a bit of strength and a bit of pace. And because you're still in that kind of weird limbo with Solskjaer, you don't know what he's going to be. See, so I had this I, conversation with someone yesterday and you were talking about Sari. What's the difference between a head coach and a manager? Because Sari came out during the January transfer window and said I've got nothing to do with Chelsea signings it's not now to do with me I just let them get on with it and I can only coach the players I've got Solskjaer's been saying the same thing in his press conferences he's been saying he's actually not really got anything to do with who's I mean, signing new can, deals and bits like, and pieces like yeah. that I mean so, it is, I mean, it is worrying the team because there? Chelsea or you know if you look at other clubs they have a director of football or they have someone who's a chief exec who knows about football at United, I don't know who's running the this, this, this story in terms of signings as Ed Woodward, the man who's making these decisions, which <laughs> absolutely fills me with dread, the thought of him sort of playing football manager and going, oh yeah, he's got a good rating, let's go and spend 100 million on him. It seems like <laughs> ludicrous, but who is it? Who No one seems to know. So in answer to your question, you know, should we wait and see? Yeah, really we should. I think you shouldn't be making decisions so you know who your long-term manager's going to be, whether that's Solskjaer, Pochettino or, or Zidane or whoever comes in and they can make an assessment but we've already seen it with Fellaini the club didn't waste any time getting rid of a player who was 
a stalwart under the previous manager. Sure, yeah. So I just think with with two with those two players I mentioned, I just personally think they're too far gone. I don't see him turning around. I, I think with Lukaku and with Sanchez, the two players I mentioned, I think it's it's, it's we've waited long enough. We can't keep waiting for him to get better. Well, Solskjaer's been saying over the last couple of days that he likens Alexis Sanchez to a bottle of ketchup. Saying that you know when it's well, when it's running a bit just, low, you know he just stands there and does nothing. Or, <laughs> yeah, you're probably better off playing he's a bottle only, of ketchup he's sometimes. Only to be once with you. in a while, basically. Yeah, I exactly. I don't you know, know, like a glass bottle of ketchup is an analogy. You bash the bottom and nothing happens, but if you slowly wait for it to fall out of the bottle, you're going to get what you want. <laughs> but this is, this is not a normal bottle of ketchup. This is a 500 <laughs> grand a week bottle of ketchup. Some special ketchup, right? <laughs> it's bought, not if I've smart bought, price that. Exactly. If yeah. I've bought an expensive bottle of ketchup, I would want one of those uh, squeezy lids, so I know I'm going to get exactly what I want straight away it's going to come flying out the bottle and I know what I'm going to get <laughs> it's got a lot to answer for on the other soul shower yeah. analogy it? it's not happened for Sanchez <laughs> but the thing is we'll, wait, we'll keep waiting and you're waiting and you give him a chance you say this is it I, even recently against PSG I'm hearing it oh this will be it now this is time to shine and he comes on and he's just he's, it's not just he's having a bad game he's, giving the, he's coming deep and giving the ball away on the edge of his own box he's out, he doesn't look happy it's just, <laughs> it's not happening and this is a play that I've played in the Premier League for years and yeah. been successful at Arsenal, so it's not like he, you know, you're talking about something like Phil Foden waiting for him to, to progress. Champions like League wait, with Barcelona. Yeah, for Champions say. League with Barcelona. We're not waiting for this guy to kick on. Is he what twenty nine thirty? So he should be technically at his peak. And for whatever reason, it's just not happening. And I don't see how it's suddenly going to come good now. I don't think that oh, this is it now. In in sort of February after he's been here for a year, he's he's going to hit this, the the heights that we saw at Arsenal. I just I love him to prove me wrong tonight with an hat trick, and everyone can play this clip, mate, me in my words. But I just don't <laughs> see it happening at all. And as you mentioned, five hundred grand a week, whatever he's on, it's a lot off the wage bill. And if you got it's rid of him, you could probably bring in some you know some talented youngster. In, you know maybe a. Uh, Jaden Sancho, ever who could come in and uh, <laughs> oh god, uh, who could come in and uh, do a do a job for us long term. Well, he nearly didn't even get on the pitch, Sanchez, because obviously he had that collision with the linesman. Does that just well, you that just sums it up? Ketchup bottles and linesmen—that's yeah. what we're talking about here with uh, Alexis Sanchez. Yeah, I think it's just—it's never really happened for him. We've seen glimpses with with Sanchez, but we've seen glimpses against the likes of Yeovil and Reading. And it, you know, okay, you could argue maybe the semi-final against Spurs as well, but you got to see more than that from him. Really, this is a player who. Funnily enough, when you watch him, you can see the ability and the talent he's got, but he just doesn't look like he's... It's his head, isn't it? It's got yeah. to be in his head. Like, <laughs> yeah, like genuinely, no. like, he's, he's known for... I don't mean physically, I mean literally. <laughs> like, he's not quite... No, no, he's got a massive head. Yeah, like, that's what you meant. Those Corinthian figures years ago with the wobbly heads. No, like, um, apparently he's a bit of a loner, genuinely. Like, um, as a p person, he's quite insular, uh, and he's the kind of person, if it doesn't go well for him, like, he's he kind of goes into his shell, and he's been spotted, even, like, when he's placed with Chile, like, sat on his own and things like that. So, I can imagine he's, he's just bereft of confidence, really. Yeah. And he's, like, just struggles to adapt. Do you know the strange thing is, under Mourinho, you can kind of understand why it wasn't working for Sanchez in terms of the style of player he is and yeah. the style of football that Manchester United were playing under Jose. Yeah. Now, with the football under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, it's a lot more attacking, it's a lot more exciting. You'd think that Sanchez would fit into that you, style you, perfectly. For me, you can almost swap him and, say, Martial. And even though I rate Martial more, there wouldn't be that much of a difference. But the difference is like night and day. You can say, even Lingard and Sanchez, you, you know, probably a year ago when we first bought him, you had the choice of the two you'd have picked Sanchez to start over Lingard. But it's just not happening for him. And it's like, it doesn't matter what system we have or who the manager seems to be, what position we've seen him move around the pitch. And he's almost the opposite of Lukaku in the way. Lukaku doesn't want the ball. Sanchez tends to go looking for it in places he shouldn't be. I've seen him in like in our own area trying to get the ball and then he tries something, he loses it and it puts us under pressure. And I just personally can't see this coming good. I know we've got another, what, four months to the end of the season, something like three and a half months. I'd be, I'd be shocked if come the summer he's, he's turned it around. I hope I'm wrong, like I've said. 
and we need him at the minute with with Lingard and um, Martial out, but I just don't see it happening. And I think tonight probably says it all as well. This is a game, our best chance of silverware. He's not he's not starting, is he? He's, he's decided that Mata and uh, Lukaku are a better option. I know we've got Liverpool on a Sunday, but you think with a six days six day gap, you could play in both. So I think that says where where all his head is at. Even if he's going on about catch up balls, or whatever, I think he knows he's not he's not getting the best out of him. Okay, that Manchester United starting eleven for the game against Chelsea. One more time: Romero, Young, Lindelof, Smalling, Shaw, Herrera, Matic, Pogba, Mata, Lukaku, and Rashford. So, if you want to have your say, it's oh three four five treble one seven six two five. Send us a text eight double seven double one. Also at NCR Footy Social on Twitter. I want to talk a little bit more about the FA Cup. We're also going to have a look at City's trip to Schalke. But don't forget, you have a chance to win these Umbro football boots. The Medusa 3, 87711 is the text number. And this is your last chance to get involved. So make sure you listen very, very carefully indeed to this clip where we've taken some words out of the commentary from these famous Manchester goals. Have a listen. If you know the answer, text in your name and the answer to 87711 and you could win these football boots. Listen to this. Beckham. Into... And Solskjaer has won it! Manchester City are still alive here. So then know the answer, eight double seven double one. Make sure you let us know the players' names. They're obviously players. He's not Martin Tyler's not gonna said some random word like a bottle of ketchup or whatever. It's <laughs> obvious it's a player's name. I think if you don't know the answer to that, come on guys, listening at home. Come on. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. Right then, who fancies a pair of Umbro Medusa 3 football boots? <laughs> Go on then. Because you can yeah. win a pair on us right here at the Manchester Football Social. The kind folk at Umbro have given us uh, a pair of boots to uh, give away and we want you to win them. They're no use giving them to us. I, I mean, I'd like a pair. They're worth a fair bit of cash, if I'm totally honest. They're a nice black pair of leather boots, slip on. State-of-the-art design from Umbro. Uh, the only laceless leather boots in football at the moment. And Mikel Antonio wears them, the West Ham player. I know that's really? a fact. There the only laceless leather boots? <laughs> the laceless work, yeah. leather boots, yeah. That's wow. true, that. Okay. Yeah. All you need to do is listen to this football commentary. Basically, we've taken the names of the players out who gave the assist for these famous goals. I'll tell you the famous goal. The famous goal for Manchester United was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. The famous goal for Manchester City was Sergio Aguero. I need you to tell me who the assist was from. It's quite simple. One of these players played for Liverpool and AC Milan. One of them played for Spurs and Portsmouth. Have a listen to this. Let me know what you think. Beckham. The city is still alive here. Aguero! There we go. You can't go wrong there. <laughs> Come on, enough. I'm basically spoon feeding it to you. I tell you what, why not do it one more time just to be sure? And I tell you what, you're never going to get this commentary out of your head ever again by the end of this show. Here we go, once more. Manchester City is still alive here. Right, you have got round about one minute to answer that. Eight double seven double one. Text your name. 
<laughs> and the names of the players to eight double seven double one, and you will be in with a chance of winning the Umbro Medusa three football boots. As Steve says, the only laceless leather boots in the game. In the game That's right true, now. So oh, there we go. Oh, now we got that out of the way. Stitched up with this tonight. First time I come on here, you're playing that like Aguero commentary constantly. <laughs> as Steve talks about quadruples as well. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. <laughs> You don't, that, you don't fancy beating Chelsea tonight, then. You don't fancy it. Come yeah, on, Jay. You've yeah, got the no, I've got, like I say, I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm, I feel like looking at the two teams, I feel, I feel we should, we should win that game. I did hear a Manchester United fan because, because producing this show a few times, you do get all sorts of calls of people with differing opinions. Someone said to me that the FA Cup is not a, in inverted commas, a Manchester United trophy. Well, United it, it, should be winning Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues. Every trophy is worth winning, Jay, in my opinion. That's, sure. I mean, that's garbage, that. So no disrespect to the guy that, that said that when he rung in, but he's talking nonsense. Some of my best memories as a United fan. Going back to the 1990, 94, 96, whatever, 99, whatever you look at it, when United have been uh, in the FA Cup final or one of my favourite games was the semi-final in 94, it's been, a, it's been a great day out and it's an important trophy. You know, you look at yeah. Van Al's last game, it was the FA Cup, everyone was buzzing when we beat Crystal Palace. I don't think you can start dismissing the FA Cup as a, as a nonsense. I don't even dismiss the League Cup. I, I don't, totally honestly, I don't get this idea. This is the whole top four over trophies garbage that, that we've seen. That really quite you offended are, me when the guy said yeah. that. As, 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 I'm a Portsmouth fan, little secret. Winning the FA Big, Cup in yeah. 2008 was the best I day I won of my money life. on that game. I'm, I had a... Uh, that was one of the best days of my life. Can who one nil, so I was happy. <laughs> yeah. But it was honestly the, yeah. jo the joy that our, my football clubs felt from that moment is is unprecedented. So every I'm sure Steve is, will tell you when they won it in 2011. Was it was it 2011? Uh, the FA Cup. Yeah, I'm sure 2012 you season. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm sure you weren't going on. Oh, it's only FA Cup. Uh, Joe, you know just last... as we weren't when we won it in, just as I wasn't when we got beat in the final last time last year. It was depressing. So yeah, I think that's that's. Snobbery, football snobbery, and I think. Last season at the Carabao Cup mm. final with my dad there, going set off at nine in the morning, getting to London, that whole day, it's just immense. Even exactly. the it's just a great day. So, like, yeah. any fan that turns their nose up at that, don't you get tell, it. You don't tell get Liverpool it. fans, it, you know, trophies don't matter. They've not won it for do. about six years, have they? By the way, the lines are now closed for your chance to win those Umbro boots. Thanks to everyone that texts in. If you're listening on the podcast, don't bother because it was over a long time ago. But thanks to everyone for your entries. We'll sort a winner out uh, very, very shortly indeed. But you can get as much. As eight to one for United to win the FA Cup. I've been looking around on the bookies before I came in the studio. Eight to one. That's some odds on a team like United. Well, I think the form we're in. I think the fact that you know we we can on our day beat anyone. Even even the likes of City and Liverpool. I think on our day we're capable of beating anyone. Obviously, it's not going to be easy against those teams, but we can do it. So yeah, I think that does surprise me somewhat that we're as uh, as long as eight, but as eight to one. Sorry, but you know it's 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 understandable because of some of the. The, the, the football that City have been playing this season, it pains me to say they're going to be heavy favourites. I, I can I get that. And the fact that we've got to go to Stamford Bridge tonight, a ground where we think we've won twice in, what, 15 attempts or something ridiculous like that. It's not a great record at Stamford Bridge. I mean, even this season under Jose, until the 96th minute, we were, we were winning. And then we end up drawing. It's just not a happy hunting ground for us at all. Especially when, you know, you look at the players we've got missing. It's going to be difficult, but I do feel we can do it. And I think once we can beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, if we can beat Arsenal uh, at Wembley, at, Wembley, at the, uh, the Emirates, I think that's that's a sort of the run that you look at in a competition and think that's a, a winning run. So I've, I've no doubt we can be there or thereabouts if we get past them tonight. OK, we got Joe on the line because Joe thinks he's got the right answer to our quiz about who the missing names were in the commentary. Are you there, Joe? How are you doing? I'm here, yes, yeah, thank you very much, how's it going? I'm very good, mate. I need you to tell me who you think those two players are. 
Um, I think, if I'm right, it's uh, Sheringham and Balotelli. Right, let's have a listen. Beckham into Sheringham and Solskjaer has won it! Manchester City are still alive here. Balotelli, Aguero! There we go. Well done. Well oh, done, brilliant. Joe. You're Congrats, a winner, man. mate. Congratulations. You got your hands on a new pair of Umbro Medusa 3. Do you play for anyone, mate? Do you have a team? Uh, yeah, I've got like a, I play um, six aside every so often. So yeah, they'll be uh, they'll definitely get a bit of use out of them. Nice one. You're going to be looking swish. Yeah. Where do you play, mate? Do you play up front, defence? Um, I'm it's six aside, so you sort of you've got to hang about up front, lad. Don't worry about the defending. Once it, yeah, once it once it reaches a certain point, you just sort of stand where you have to run the least. Sounds you like Sanchez, really, isn't it? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. love it, Joe. Joe, thanks for texting in, mate. I hope you enjoy the boots. That's Joe, who's won our competition. Well done. Thanks to Umbro for that as well. He's mugged me off a right treat there, isn't he? Instead of that position. Um, but just quickly, as we wind down towards the end of the show, it could be an interesting week next week on the football social we could be talking about United through to a quarter final Hopefully. Schalke through in the champ- uh, Manchester <laughs> City through yeah. against Schalke <laughs> in the Champions League uh, amazing if we were talking about Schalke through after one leg yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. stranger won. things have happened but... finals, oh, yeah. anyway great to have you thanks to, for coming in Stephen McInerney thanks to Jay as well uh, Jay Motter said from Full Time Devils I've been Niall McCorn don't forget you can subscribe to the podcast all you need to do is search Manchester Football Social wherever you get your podcast we've also got dedicated Manchester City and Manchester United podcasts but stick around here on Excess Manchester because coming up next we've got the evening show thanks for downloading the Manchester Football Social I'm Niall we've got Stephen McInerney here with us Jay who was also on the show from Full Time Devils is, uh, he's, has, legged it. Is, he's legged it he's legged it because Manchester United fair, have got a game him, yeah, yeah I let him off there which is, which is fair enough uh, let's do the extra bit of the podcast that yeah. we like to do after the show um, the quality content bit, as you <laughs> described it as at the start uh, a bit of quality content i tell you what would be quality for Manchester City is if they can do the job over Schalke away from home yeah. in the Champions League on Wednesday and get those away goals and, and, and make sure that they're in the box seat heading into the next the next leg. Yeah, now for me as a City fan, once again, I'm always drawn towards a pessimistic approach. But I've been looking at Schalke recently, mainly because one of the City's young players joined them only recently transfer window, Ravi Matondo, the mm. young Welsh winger. He joined them. So I did that thing where you're just kind of lazing about on the weekends, you've got nothing else to do. So you Curiosity, just watch. Yeah. yeah, so you just watch them a little bit. And I'm going to be brutally honest here. They are dire. They are really <laughs> bad. They're like 14th out of 18th in the Bundesliga. So a team that finished second last season, they're close to relegation. Uh, they're really struggling. Uh, I've seen them twice, uh, no, about three times now, and it, they just don't create chances at all. They've got nothing going forward. Uh, they're getting people sent off relatively frequently. Um, they create nothing and concede goals. Um, so at the moment, they're in shocking form. Mm. Uh, and if this was a Premier League team, we wouldn't be thinking twice about the City's credentials to beat them, you know, in terms of the league position. The only reason is at the moment, I guess, is because they're uh, in the Champions League and because it's quarterfinal and because it's a team overseas people are a little bit more cautious which is understandable uh, but I mean I'm not saying that you're going to stuff this but there's just as much chance of this tie being over uh, in the first leg as it was with the Basel game last season I yeah. don't think it'll happen that way because I think football is a bit more complicated than that but City should feel quite confident because this is a team really put in poor form at the moment the, the one kind of like maybe joker card for them is that the young lad Matondo is mm. eligible and he started his first game at the weekend for Schalke um, but you know he could come in and do really well against his old club and all that kind of stuff but I'm feeling quite confident because I've watched them I would they're, be. Just, they're just poor yeah. Joe McGrath who's producing the podcast tonight is a big Man United fan so he's basically giving me gestures through the glass oh, to he? say get on with it because I want to go and watch the game oh does he really um, but I wanted to let's ask drag you, on for a little bit I'll tell you what why not let's talk about I've got about... war and peace we'll read that <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> Lord of the Rings yeah, yeah, yeah. Full edition. 
Let's talk about Nastasic because he was kind of a, an early man at Manchester City. Yeah. Is that is that fair enough to say that or is that a bit harsh? Yeah, no, that's fair enough. He, he kind of came in and some people thought he did all right when he started for a while. And he kind of, I don't think he did that good personally, but I can understand why some people did. Um, and he had a decent season and a half or so before falling out of favour big time eventually and, and left. And I think he kind of found his level really for a team that sometimes can be quite good in the German league and sometimes be quite poor. Like I don't think he's anywhere near the level of defenders that we've got now really. Um, but he was a decent little player and some fans liked him he's only relatively young still uh, good little player and it's another nice little story I guess isn't it in terms of they've got a young winger play for City and they've also got a centre back uh, who played for City so there's some nice connections there but I still think even then like this shouldn't be if City play the way they do and if form carries on how it should do this should be uh, it should only be a City win and having said that watch them beat us but it should be that way you know on paper Got to be careful with these score predictions. I've done it before. I think the last two or three score predictions I've made on radio have been shown up absolutely massively. So I always make sure I'm really careful what I say. Uh, Thanks very much, Steve. Uh, You can check out his YouTube channel, Esteem Company. Make sure you go and have a little subscribe to that. And also subscribe to our podcast, the Manchester Football Social. Leave us a nice little review as well. Five stars will go down nicely for the quality content. I say quality content. As Stephen describes it. Uh, Also, if you're a blue, you can follow our dedicated Manchester City podcast. All you need to do is search Manchester City Football Social and subscribe to that. Likewise, if you're a red, then you just need to search Manchester United Football Social and follow that. There's pretty much a podcast every day of the week. So you have your ears filled with lots of lovely Manchester football social goodness. Just a quick one before we do go, a reminder that you can't win those boots that you've just heard in the competition during the show, but I'm sure you already knew that. The text lines are now closed. Joe's walked away with those lovely pair of Umbro Medusa 3s. He's going to be flaunting them as 6 aside, And uh, you can have another chance to win if you follow us on Twitter. It's at MCR Footy Social. Go over there to Twitter and give us a follow. Retweet our pinned post and reply to it telling us what football means to you, the people of Manchester. You need to use the hashtag Umbro Manchester and if your tweet's decent enough and you don't win you might even get it displayed on a big screen somewhere in Manchester showcasing what football really means to you as a citizen of this great part of the world so hashtag Umbro Manchester retweet our post follow us and reply letting us know what it means to you football in general boots are a size 9 or a 10 only just to remind you and the entries for the social media competition do close on Wednesday the 20th of February at 12 midday and you've got a very good chance of winning a lovely pair of Medusa 3s the only late leather boot in the game right now so make sure you go and check that post out you've got until Wednesday the 20th of February 12 midday so if you're listening after that don't bother entering because you probably won't win cheers for downloading the podcast we'll speak to you again soon okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.